0: Favorite sugary cereal and join us for Saturday morning fever. I'm one of your hosts, the irritable shag. As along with me is the animated Rob Kelly. How you doing, buddy? Saturday morning fever. Let's just leave that to Luke, if that's okay. (laughs) Now, folks, I do realize if you're listening to this on the day release, it's Sunday, not Saturday. But you know what? You can cope. Uh, Basically, Rob and I have been itching to talk about some Saturday morning cartoon stuff. And and part of it is we love comics. We love cartoons. And I want to talk about a lot of cartoons. So we settled on meeting in the middle. Rob, do you want to describe for the folks at home what we're doing? Yeah, instead of talking about a specific uh,
1: Saturday morning show, uh, we are actually going to be talking about – an ancillary uh, piece to that, which are the the ads that ran in comic books uh, and other places for these cartoons. And, and I'm sure, uh, you know, like a lot of you out there listening, these ads were a big part of of the appeal to the show. Because, I mean, a lot of times they were promoting shows that you hadn't seen yet, and they were really interesting, and they were really fun. And of course, you know, if you were like a fan of Shazam, and you were reading a Shazam comic book, and then there was an ad for a Shazam TV show, that was very exciting. It was all It was all just kind of... Part of the whole excitement of it. And so we want to talk about the, those ads and we have a whole bunch of them yeah. to
0: look at. So uh, I've been sort of collecting them over the past oh, geez, 10 years or so here and there. Some of my scanned myself, some of them I found on lazy Sunday afternoon, you know, uh, web browsing, whatever. Some I just found recently. And so what we're going to do is we're going to post those on our website. And what's that re- website, Rob? FireAndWaterPodcast.com. Yep, go to Saturday Morning Fever. There will be a gallery post. All of the ads from the comic books will be there. Now, in the interest of a, a fair. Representation of other networks There are some ads we couldn't find um, You know for example there, there might be An ad from I don't know I'm making this off, off the top of my head But from 1980 from NBC that we couldn't find So instead we found like a TV guide ad Just so we had some of the um, Of the comics or I mean the cartoons So we could name check them I'm only going to load the ones That clearly came from comic books because that's really where What the real focus of this is but uh, those Will be up there on the image gallery for you to go Through now before we get too much further though We should take a moment to thank our sponsor Folks this episode of Saturday Morning Fever is sponsored in part by InStockTrades.com. InStockTrades is your best online source for trades, hardcovers, and other collector editions, all for up to 42% off, with free shipping for orders of $50 or more. What you got, Rob?
1: Well, in a shocking turn of events, I'm going to recommend a book featuring the work of Alex Toth. Ooh, Uh, (laughs) shocker! uh, Yeah, this this version is Genius Animated, The Cartoon Art of Alex Toth Hardcover, Volume 3, Uh, Which (laughs) features uh, presentation illustrations for unsold series, character designs, and storyboards for shows such as Space Ghost, Shazam, and Super Friends. Work taken from both the beginning Space Angel and the end Bionic 6 of Toth's Saturday kid vid career. This oversized art book features observations from animation professionals about his work. Plus Alex Toth's own commentary on the cartoon shows that shaped a generation. Basically, if you enjoyed any adventure show... Uh, From the late '70s to the '80s, you love the work of Alex Toth.
0: You've seen. Did you say Bionic Six?
1: Yeah. No way. Yeah, he he hung. He really hung in there. Uh, This book is uh, from IDW. The writers are Dean Mullaney and Bruce Canwell. The artist, which of course, Alex Toth. 328 pages. Normal price, forty nine ninety nine. In and stock trades price is thirty four ninety nine. That's 30% off. Like I said, this is a nice, big, beautiful, hardcover book. It's got a black woman illustration of Space Ghost. I mean, this, Alex Toth. I don't need to sell it anymore. It's Alex.
0: <laughs> now, I picked something that, oddly enough, Alex Toth is associated with, but this is an Alex Toth book. I picked a Zorro, specifically Zorro Year 1, Volume 1, Trail of the Fox Trade Paperback, um, and this is from Dynamite Entertainment. One of the Saturday morning cartoons we're going to mention is the Zorro cartoon. And man, let me tell you, that thing was my jam. I love me some Zorro, and it all comes from my love of that cartoon. So I picked out a great Zorro trade. This is written by Matt Wagner, and art by Francisco uh, Chavela I, I said that wrong, I'm sure. but I think Frank Avila, I believe. I like that better. Uh, amazing writer, amazing artist. This book is awesome. It collects the first eight issues. It's basically their version of Zorro's origin, and it is so good. If you guys haven't read it, I highly recommend it. It's got cover gallery in there as well with covers by Matt Wagner, John Cassidy, uh, Mike Mayhew, Ryan look some really really exceptional artwork in this thing and it's 208 pages normally retails for $19.99 you can get it for 30% off so it's only $13.99 and I promise you if you have even a passing interest in Zorro you will not be disappointed so folks for these and all of your uh collected edition needs please go go out to Insoctrades.com. all right Rob so why don't you start us off because you're older than dirt and you remember some of these early cartoons and I don't and I'll pick up some of the later ones
1: yeah, I do. This was back when Uncle Milty was on television. And, uh, the <laughs> the uh, networks uh, signed off at eight o'clock. No, 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 of course. We're we're starting back in the seventies because I mean, I you know, I've said on many many episodes, I don't remember a time where I wasn't watching Saturday morning cartoons. Like I, you know, they they were on in my memory before I remember discovering them, and so. Uh, yeah, we're starting way back in 1975 with this really cl- classic uh, 1975 ad for the CBS Saturday lineup, and it was drawn by Neil Adams. Was all all uh, of it drawn by him? I think so. He was really good at aping styles. Now, I'm sure, of course, you know, he's he's – copying some of the Hanna-Barbera style guides here. But you can see – well, let me talk about the the shows that are covered. It it mentions the whole lineup starting at 8 a.m. Pebbles and Bam Bam, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, Scooby-Doo Where Are You?, In the news – we'll talk about that in a second – the Shazam! Isis Hour. Oh, so good. Far Out Space Nuts, which, of course, we've covered on this very show. The Ghostbusters. No, not those. (laughs) Harlem Globetrotters, Popcorn Machine, Fat Albert, and the Cosby Kids, and the CBS Children's Film Festival. And you can see down at the bottom – or about a quarter of the way down from the ad – all of it's drawn by Neil Adams at that point. Whether the Bugs Bunny and Scooby Doo drawings are him, probably not. But these other ones are. I mean, the Ghostbusters, that's him. And then there's the, uh, he's doing his quote unquote Bigfoot style. And we see the Far Out Space Nuts where he's got the, the drawing of uh, Bob Denver there and the spacesuit and stuff. So, I mean, this is one of, we're starting off with a really good one because this oh, yeah. is one of the greatest ads they ever did. It makes it look so exciting. I love the idea of in the news. Mm-hmm. That, like, they were trying to teach kids about like current events. That's pretty amazing. I, I would have loved. To, I, I I vaguely remember them. I, I just that's I, I find that very charming. But of course, the the centerpiece is right in the middle of the ad, where you've got this great shot of the Jackson cool. Bostwick Shazam flying and carrying a kid, and then you've got uh, Joanna Cameron as Isis. Now neither one of them look like the actors, probably because it was like a likeness thing. But nevertheless, it just looks so cool and. Yeah, I mean, they did an ISIS comic, DC did. It was never Drum by Adams, but boy, imagine what that would look oh like. Gosh. You should have seen more of that than this thing. But anyway, this is a pretty cool lineup, and it's sort of amazing when you look how much of this is live action.
0: Right? Uh, they even say live action. Yeah, it's
1: yeah, just the Pebbles and Bam Bam and Bugs Bunny and Scooby Doo are cartoons, of course, but the rest of it. Is uh, or Harlem Globetrotters was cartoon, but I mean, but like Ghostbusters is live action, Shazam, Isis, and this is all like filmation stuff. So it was a pretty, pretty ambitious lineup to to start off with uh, for kids. It says thrills and chills and giggles and laughs, and that's all true.
0: Actually, interesting. and Now, it, all they made him. A, hmm. Notice all the live stuff on here. Like it says Ghostbusters, that wasn't live, was it? Yeah, that was live action. Oh, I thought – oh, I'm thinking of the later Ghostbusters cartoon. Okay.
1: Right. No, this was the – So Harlem This Glo- is the Larry Scorch uh, – I forget the other actor, but yeah, this is – that's live they're, action.
0: They're, they're, they mentioned Harlem Globetrotters is live, so that's not even the animated one that came later. Oh, right, yeah. right, right. That's wow, great. what a trip. Yeah, the Neil Adams art is absolutely stunning. And that's why I was asking you earlier if you were sure he did the whole thing because, I, I mean, could you imagine if you could say Neil Adams drew – the Flintstones and, and drew Scooby Doo. He clearly drew uh, Bill Cosby down there in the bottom, which is kind of yeah, like yep. it's a little weird in history now. But uh, man, so such a great ad, and yes, this is a great one to kick us off. Absolutely,
1: yeah, it's really really beautiful. So, and in fact, uh, just as a fun fact, back when I was doing my my grudge against Shazam post <laughs> on the Aquaman shrine. <laughs> Uh, I was I, I presented an alternate world where Aquaman replaced Shazam and all this stuff, and I dumbed up this ad and put Aquaman oh in there. Oh my gosh! Using using the Neil Adams Aquaman drawing <laughs> from the Power Record, uh, and I made it the Aquaman Isis Hour, which <laughs> <are> <laughs> too funny. Would have been a great show if they had ever done. No, it's it, it. it, it so is anyway. it's
0: fair to say. By the way, if you guys get out there on the Googles, there are a lot of other ads going back before 1975, um, and, and there's some really sure. cool sure. ones and some trippy stuff that I never knew was on Saturday mornings. But this we. Just Just pick this as a good starting point for when our memories Start to kick in
1: Uh, So next we've got a TV guide ad which is from NBC it's a Saturday's a celebration On NBC and then there's Something called emergency plus Four I have no idea what that is
0: It's remember emergency 911 This is like an animated version for kids That Wow. Oh, wow. I know.
1: Crazy. Uh, Right. All right. Sigmund and the Sea Monsters. We all remember that, of course. The Secret Lives of Waldo Kitty, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because it's a, 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 you know, presumably a a parody of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, Mm. Uh, which, uh, you know, I don't know if kids really caught the reference. The Pink Panther, Land of the Lost, which you talk about, uh, you know, the, the was your what was your jam? What did you say was your jam? Oh, Zoro oh, right. Jam. Land of the Lost was I loved Land of the Lost. Really? I watched oh my god, I watched it incessantly. I
0: the slee stacks. How many years did I that thing it. go? Was it it was for a while? I mean it like even my wife tonight, she was going through some of these ads, she's like, Oh yeah, I watched a lot of that. I never watched Land of the Lost. In fact, a friend of mine described it to me as kids and I thought he was making it up. I'm like, they did not that have that on Saturday
1: mornings. <laughs> it ran long enough that the main actor got replaced. I remember oh. that because it was originally the dad and two kids. And then, like, the dad, I think that actor left the show, and they, like, they replaced him with, like, his brother. <laughs> and it was like – even as a kid, I remember being like, wait a minute. The brother falls down the same porthole to Skataris as the, as
0: the Where's father. Where's the verisimilitude the, the in this one? Come on. Yeah,
1: I mean, come <laughs> on. Uh, yeah, even even dumb 8-year-old me was a little skeptical. Yeah. Uh, then there's Run Joe Run. No idea what that is. It says the gentle runaway German shepherd has a real friend. A black a backpacking teenager joins Joe. Just, I don't know what any of that right. is. Uh, the Return to the Planet of the Apes.
0: Awesome, love it. That's fantastic. So, so, some people may not know this. There was an animated series for the Planet of the Apes in the seventies.
1: Sure, absolutely. This yes, there was uh, West Wind which was about a family family sailing the seas of Hawaii, which doesn't sound like a great show, but probably fun for them to shoot. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, sign me up for that. And then Josie and the Pussycats, which, again, was another show uh, that I watched. And it says, Now you know why NBC is where you belong. <laughs> NBC4. Now, most of these shows didn't last very long at all, so clearly this lineup was not one for the ages. I mean, jo- Josie kind of went in and out, and Planet of the Apes only lasted one season. Of all of them, I guess Land of the Lost was the, the – the, the biggest hit I, well pink panther pink panther yeah, in, in
0: and out all over the place. Yeah. now interesting in the emergency out, yeah, yeah. plus four uh I, when i googled this i found out it actually this, this year when it's running and what is this this is the 75 it's actually reruns like it actually only lasted wow. one or two seasons oh. and by this point okay. it had been canceled but they were still running reruns of it which is sort of interesting now sigmund and the sea monster that's uh that's sid and marty croft i think yes sid marty croft yep wow so cool yeah. Now, yeah. This, yeah, one, lo- this one, loved all the in, unless there's some sort of huge demand, this one's not going to be on the gallery again because it didn't come from a comic book. It's just a, right. a quick grab we did from a, a, a TV guide. But did you have TV
1: guide as a kid? I never. Um, did.
0: We went through periods where we sometimes had it. You know, my dad worked for TV okay. stations growing up, right. so a lot right. of times, you know, like there might be a TV guide on the table, but more likely there were Nielsen and Arbitron ratings books on the table. So, okay,
1: yeah. Now I never, we never had it as uh, when I was growing up. Uh, and there's another ad, FunShine Saturday. This is ABC's lineup. Uh, now, starting at se- –
0: 1976. We've moved on years 76,
1: now. 76. Sorry. 76, yeah. Uh, starting at 7 a.m., which is <laughs> – I like how ambitious that is. It's like you know, getting up – at. I don't think I got up that early. <laughs> I maybe I did. I don't know. Did you get on up early? On Saturday mornings? Morning? Okay.
0: Hell yes. I Didn't did Super Friends run at 7 a.m. at some points? No, I don't well, think it was. I know. I was well, up – Well, maybe we'll find from it. From 7 a.m. till about 1 o'clock, I was in front of that TV with a bowl of cereal. Okay. So we've got the Tom and Jerry Grape Ape Mumbly Show, which I
1: <laughs> yeah. love is just piling a bunch of characters all into one thing. <laughs> just like, okay, let's just take these guys and these guys and these guys. Hannah and like, what do we have lying around? Exactly. Uh, 8 a.m. is Jabberjaw, everybody's favorite, which, of course, we even talked about a couple of episodes ago on Fire and Water when we did the Aquaman Jabberjaw team-up. Which was really good. Uh, yeah, no, Shocking yeah, I like the, yeah, Jabberjaw. 8.30 was the Scooby-Doo Dynamite hour, of course. Makes a lot of sense, because yes, yeah, dogs. Don't that. <laughs> the Croft Super Show featuring Captain Cool and the Kongs. <laughs> no idea. <laughs> no idea.
0: Wonder Bug, okay. which is another live-action show. I'm going to step in here. I know I, I, I should All wait, right. but the Wonder Bug. So it's a dune buggy, right? And it was a Sid and Marty right. Croft show. It was live-action. There was one episode where the, where either the bug turned evil, Or it had an evil duplicate out there, and it had, like, a a, a monocle, I want to say, and a mustache and an evil top hat. The the dune buggy did. Of course it did. Of course it did. That damn thing gave me nightmares for (laughs) years. That is the only thing I remember of any Sid and Marty Croft Saturday morning cartoon is that evil dune buggy, and it scared the crap out of me. And to this day, I'm a little scared.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, it's brave of you to reveal that. Uh, Next up is Dr. Shrinker and the Electra Woman and Dinah Girl and the Lost Saucer. I don't even know what The Lost Saucer is. I certainly remember Electra Woman and Dina Girl, though. They
0: hmm. must have crammed all that together in the 930 to 11 block. You know, the I drops, guess so, the oh, yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, and then at 11, you've got Junior almost.
1: Anything Goes starring Soupy Sales and – Soupy Sales is one of those guys that, I don't know, like, I certainly appreciated that kind of old-timey humor. I liked Evan Costello, but Soupy Sales never quite, I don't know, I would watch it and just kind of go, eh, all right, a lot of a lot of pies and faces. Do a <laughs> lot and then at 1130, it uh, was American Bandstand, and uh, I don't know if you did, Shag, but I, I hung in there. I actually would watch American Bandstand because it was so often on at the tail end of the cartoons, and it was, you know, it was entertaining. I, it wasn't a lot of the music I Sort of was into as a kid, but but I, I would watch it occasionally.
0: Uh, it's a little foreshadowing for the rest of my life with music. Uh, the, the the theme to American Bandstand to me meant turn the channel to find something else to watch.
1: Oh, interesting. I'm not right. I'm not a big music right. guy. Okay, fair enough. So now we're on 1976 at the CBS, and they have another one of these ads drawn by Neil Adams. Uh, And this is, again, another ambitious lineup starting 8 a.m. We've got Sylvester and Tweety, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, which, again, repeats. Tarzan, the Filmation Tarzan, as drawn by Neil Adams. Can't beat that. More in the news. They're keeping up with that. The Shazam ISIS Hour. Now, here they've been flipped. ISIS has been moved To ten and Shazam is at ten thirty. I don't know what the idea there is. Arc two. Everybody remembers Arc two. The Clue Club, (laughs) uh, which is uh, you you know if you squint real hard, it's the Scooby Doo Hour. (laughs) Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids using the same artwork from the other Ed Benioff Adams. Way out games. (laughs) which was like a competition show. And then the children's uh, film festival, which is at 11 o'clock. And, uh, and there was a, the little puppets there. So it's very, very similar lineup with a couple of extra shows. And it did again, it has the filmation Tarzan, which was a show I loved very much.
0: The Tarzan show. I loved it later and I'll, and I'll bring it up later when, so I will mention, but at this point I wasn't into it. It was later that I got to it, but arc two, man, when they had that cool souped up RV, like what, like on like an alien planet exploring. I want to say uh, live action. I, oh, here's the description. The year is nearly 2,500 A.D., and life on Earth is almost destroyed. Three young scientists in a futuristic mobile arc travel the world's surface to help rebuild what is left. Okay, so they're not on another planet. They're on Earth. But, uh, yeah, it's basically – you know NBC looked around – I'm sorry, CBS looked around and said, maybe we can get a dealership to give us an RV, and if we do that, we need to build a show around it. And uh, it's (laughs) – I I love these live-action shows as a kid, the sci-fi ones.
1: I'm amazed that the the Children's Film Festival is hosted by Kukla, Fran, and Ollie, which is – stuff from like the 1960s and that was still kind of hanging around yeah. and as of 1976 they were thinking that had an appeal to kids but i guess they, you know, i mean it was still going a year later so obviously it had some some heft to it but again the, the real exciting part is that you've got shazam and isis drawn by neil adams and yeah. the shazam here looks more like the i'm blanking on the name of the later actor not jackson boswick the other actor that played uh, Shazam, and I think so. I think that's Neil Adams recognizing or acknowledging that we have a different actor playing the character. At
0: this Chris Fra- Franklin is so yelling at his uh, iPod right I now. I know
1: he is. I know he is. I'm going to get a hateful email from him, which is fine. Which that's, um, it,
0: that's
1: just so, a Tuesday, but anyway. Yeah, right, exactly. So now we're we're up to 1977, and this is an ABC ad from TV Guide. ABC All Star Saturday, and here we go. Yep. This is what we're here to it. The all new Super Friends <laughs> Hour, and we've got a shot of Bird Bo- by Alex Toth of the Super Friends walking, and then a little separate shot of uh, and Jaina. It's Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and new shows. And you'll love the new Wonder Twins. Well, I won't, but okay, I take <laughs> it. It should work. That's 8 a.m. And then Scooby's All Star Laugh Olympics. This show was amazing. I. I loved the Laugh Olympics. It's the, it's, I just loved it because it was everybody. It's the Crisis it like, on you know, It's the, the Crisis, the, Infinite, crisis Earths, Infinite Earths. Crisis on Infinite cartoons. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like Captain Caveman, Yogi Bear. I was everything.
0: Little Falcon. I loved about it. I'm looking. Yep. I'm looking at the picture. Uh, you, you mentioned you. Uh, you got uh, Huckleberry Hound. You got the. Um, oh gosh, everyone is in that cartoon. Was, if you guys don't know what Laugh Olympics is, uh, you don't know what you're missing. Google some of it. It's it's awesome. And it was funny because there were three major teams. Right, there was the Scooby Yahoos or whatever, and the Yogi, Yahoo, I don't know whatever, and then there's the bad guy team, and like every episode i I like genuinely cared who was gonna win that week. I wanted to know who's going to win, I'm like, oh, they let they let the bad guys win this week, that's
1: great. The Laugh-Olympics concept was so popular that there is actually a Marvel Treasury Edition about the Laugh-Olympics.
0: No way. Yes, just...
1: they, did three, they did three Hanna-Barbera Treasury Editions, and I have all three of them. It says there were 45 popular
0: cartoon stars. That's almost as much as Infinity War and Endgame.
1: Really? That's <laughs> great. I absolutely love it. Uh, and then the, the Croft Super Show, Captain Cool and the Kongs return because nobody wanted that, <laughs> with, a, with a new look introducing exciting adventures of Bigfoot and Wild Boy – And the hilarious new Magic Mongo plus Wonderbug. So Wonderbug is still hanging on there. Damn you, Wonderbug! Thing of nightmares. And then at the very bottom, doesn't even get a picture. New show, if you believe horses can fly. Well, I don't. Stay tuned for The Winged Cult at 12 o'clock. So obviously they didn't have a lot of hope for that one because they just jammed it in some
0: type down at the bottom. Interesting, CBS kept going past 1 o'clock. Everyone else kind of tapped out at noon. (laughs) CBS was like, we're going to keep going, man.
1: I guess, I think as ABC had...
0: Um, bandstand
1: Sports Oh yeah they, Well the bandstand But there's a
0: sports that
1: skier Taking a tumble And dying down the thing <laughs> I, I used to watch that all the time So uh, <laughs> There's that so uh, now we're on to 1977 with CBS, and again, it's Neil Adams. Uh, really, CBS was willing to spend the money to get to Mr. Adams to do these well, things. He's with Continuity this at that is, point, doing this is right, what he did right, for a living. Right, Continuity Associates, right, yeah. And the, their lineup is It's Bananas! <laughs> the Bug, Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour, yet again. What's New, Mr. Magoo? Uh, the Skatebirds? Do you remember the sky? No I idea
0: what the hell that is. Are. I don't even think, I don't uh, think that made it to like USA Cartoon Express in the mid 80s. <laughs> all
1: right, yeah, maybe not. Robot Stooges. Yes, the
0: three stooges Wonder, as robots. The, as robots.
1: <laughs> Wonder Wheels Mystery Island. Uh what's this Woofer?
0: Uh the um, Woofer and uh Whomper, the hilarious antiques to Keen detectives. Yeah. I actually remember them. But I can't read the I name. I that. Yeah. They're bad they're
1: Basset Hounds, so because they look like detectives. Space Academy, which I do remember. The Batman Tarzan Adventure Hour, because of course those two characters belong there together. Batmite. That Batmite. That uh Wacko, which was kind of like a, a kind of like a that's incredible sort of mm. news and variety kind of hour. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, The Secrets of Isis, which has been pushed back to later on to like twelve thirty. The CBS Farada Saturday. Film Festival, and then in the news, again, they're continuing on with the news, and it's so Go Bananas, here on CBS, starting September 10th. Such a shame that Planet of the Apes had been canceled by this point, because it would have been fitted, fitted perfectly for this tagline. No, that's
0: true. Now, I, um, interesting, ISIS is here. No Shazam. Shazam is gone at this no point, Shazam. but ISIS right. is still going. Now, we got to talk about uh Space Academy. So, right. uh, I, I get it confused, and we'll see it in a minute, I'm sure. There were two shows, one from one season, one the next. It was Space Academy one year, and the other one was what, uh, Jason, Jason, Jason of Star, Star Command. Command, and they were both connected. They were in the shared universe. It was, it was the MCU of Saturday mornings. Um, <laughs> and one of them had uh, James Doohan in it. One of them, I don't remember which one. That Jason of Star Command okay. had James Doohan. Yeah, I mean that was it was live action sci fi. I I ate this crap up as a kid.
1: Oh yeah, no, I loved every bit of it. I, yeah, no, this is a, except for the, the 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 little clump there of the Skatebirds and Mr. <laughs> Island. These are shows I don't even remember. But I mean, yeah, Space Academy and Batman and Tarzan, like that's a good that that Batman show was good, except for the goddamn Batman. <laughs> uh, that was a good show. That was a really fun show. And they said the Tarzan thing was great. We all know Brian Heiler from Plaid Stallions. is a mega Tarzan fan and he loved this show too. So yeah, this is another really solid lineup and the Saturday film festival, that was kind of a big thing. Cause I remember they would play, uh, Abbott Costello movies and they would play, uh, the Blondie movies, all 48 of those films. And so I, I really loved all that. I mean, that's, that was really the beginning of my appreciation for like 1940s films. Cause that's, they would show a lot of that wow, stuff. Okay. they show older black and white stuff. And when you're a kid, I just sort of accepted it, you know, I was like, oh, okay. And that's really was the beginning of my love for, A lot of that stuff,
0: especially Abin Costello. Interesting. Yeah, I have no recollection of that because, again, by this point, you know, it's by noon. Once American Bandstand's on, I'm out the door. You know, or or, or looking for another channel, looking for more cartoons. I
1: watched Soul Train too. I was, I was. You were hip. So, uh, (laughs) 1978, CBS with the unfortunate tagline: "Turn us on, and we'll turn you on." Ooh. Wait. Well, ISIS is in this line. (laughs) Uh, So we've got the uh, the all new Popeye Hour. Uh, we, I was never into Popeye. I don't know.
0: He never did much. Well, me. the the movie was probably in development at this point, and so they're probably like, "All right, let's get this back in the public consciousness." I liked Popeye. I like. I mean, Popeye. for you,
1: you as a kid, you liked. Popeye? I, did. Yeah, I did. I did.
0: in fact, I eat spinach it, I now every day on my in my lunch, not cooked, but um, or canned for that matter. But I eat spinach every day, and I think about Popeye quite frequently, actually. <laughs>
1: Okay, all right. It did its job exactly. Uh, the Bugs Bunny Road show no longer an hour, even though the show is. Well, actually, the show, according to this, is ninety minutes because it goes on at nine, it goes off at ten thirty. Uh, so that's a that's a pretty big hefty uh, time there. And then we have the Super Seven. Everybody's everybody remembers the the beloved Super Seven, which is a collection of characters: Web Woman. Who the hell is that? Uh, who the hell is Web Woman? I don't know. <laughs> uh, Batman, Tarzan, Jason of Star Command. There, there we go. go. The Fantastics, not the musical, <laughs> uh, with Hercules, Merlin, uh, Sinbad, uh, the, the uh, Scarlet Samurai, and there's Isis there. Uh, Moray and Manta, which actually inspired a lawsuit. Uh, really? Which I uh, covered on the Aquaman Shrine. Uh, Brian Heiler, actually, again, from PlotSense, actually provided me with the legal documents. Wow talking about yeah they they really went which is why like apparently like they did merchandising for the super seven and you can't find moray and manta stuff because it was uh, D- D- dc comics got so upset wow. about micro woman and super stretch which was again uh, i think a little bit of a copyright issue with super super stretch uh and then you've got space academy back again fat albert and the cosby Show, which again fat albert very durable yep. arc arc two at one o'clock and then at 1:30, 30 minutes. Not 60 yeah. minutes, 30 minutes. But think about this: kids programming ran all the way till two o'clock. In the afternoon in 1978.
0: That's pretty. Remarkable. CBS was a place to be, man. They they really, yeah. I, really I, at least in the early 70s here, CBS seems to have the winning package. I'm just really impressed. Now, You're not leaving, kid. Now this, now this fantastic sort of reminds. It's almost like a prototype for Defenders of the Earth, which is the the cartoon in the late 80s where they brought together like uh, Mandra or I think it was Mandrake and Flash Gordon, the Phantom, yeah, yeah. and all those different folks. So yeah, interesting. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So 1978's NBC lineup,
1: uh, and I remember this ad. I saw this ad a billion times in, a, in comic books. Saturday Morning Fever. Hey. hey it, this is where we shop. took the thing from, yeah. it's It's on the rise on NBC. Yeah, because I got turned on by CBS. It's on the rise <laughs> on NBC. So we've got the new Fantastic Four featuring, of course, Mr. Fantastic, the Invisible Woman, girl. Thing and Herbie the Robot, everybody's favorite. Jana of the Jungle in the Godzilla Power Hour <laughs> with Godzuki. That's exactly right. Uh, Yo- Yogi's Space Race. And then uh, NBC's new Saturday morning shows start September 9th. And then we've got the little, the, the uh, the dog with the – I guess I don't know what dog that character that's from. It's those Basset Hounds again. There's Detective Basset Hounds. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I i love the Fantastic Four cartoon. I didn't have a problem with Herbie. I was all right with him. I, did, I, did, I mean I was a little like, where's Human Torch? But I didn't – I never had a problem with the character. I don't remember Janna of the Jungle very well uh, to channel Shag. She's hot. Totally. Uh, but I certainly watched – the Godzilla. Show. Heck yeah, I me too. love the Godzilla show. Yeah, that was a lot. Of I fun. totally remember. That. I,
0: I do love that your little Godzuki part that you were saying. That's perfect. Yeah, I totally watched. I don't remember watching Fantastic Four. I always remember hearing everyone complained about Herbie though. I mean, that was just sort of like a around the playground thing. Everyone talked about like Herbie stupid. Rah, 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 and okay, because uh, I didn't know much about the Fantastic Four at the time. Now, it's worth mentioning, by the way, something we didn't mention. One of the things – most of these ads ran in the comic books that were hitting the stands in August or September because, like, most of these ads, what they say at the bottom is, like, premiering September 9th or something like that. It was These were always promoting the new lineup that was going to be coming. And another thing that was fun back then – did you ever used to watch the sneak preview shows? Oh, every friggin' Yeah, job. every year. Never yep. it. And, and they would they wouldn't they'd make sure not to schedule them against each other too. So you could watch like on a Friday night or something, you'd watch the NBC preview show and you'd get to see yep. like here's a half hour sneak peek at all the cartoons this fall and you'd be like drooling oh I gotta watch all these cartoons and then you know, at a different time or different night they'd have the NBC preview show or the ABC preview show and those were they were like prime time shows for us about our cartoons. It was so exciting. Oh, I loved them.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember that. I was I'd be like, hey, we got to watch this because it was a Friday night at 830 or something. Yep. Yeah. It would be super great. So, yeah, but I really liked that. I haven't seen it in many, many years, but I remember liking the Fantastic Four show. I thought it was fun. And then there – you know, we, we – We've talked about in other shows across the network, like the FF really got a raw deal. Like they've, they've been in three movies at this point. No, four really. None of them have been any good. Yeah. So they really deserved to be brought back into the pop culture firmament. And uh, so well, we're looking forward to Well, they've
0: to that. done a lot of cartoons. I mean they had the old Fantastic Four cartoon, like I think the right. 60s maybe. Um, and I may be wrong about that, but I, I seem to remember there was one, wasn't there? And then, yeah. and then there was the Herbie one. And then there was at some point there there was the Thing cartoon, which is like Thing ring, right. do your thing. Thing ring, do your right? thing. Yep, yep. And then yep. now there was a Fantastic Four cartoon in the '90s, which actually wasn't too bad. Uh, had a great theme song. But uh, anyway, and I, I also want to give credit real quick to Plaid Stallions. You've mentioned them a few times. Uh, a few of these ads I clearly found on the Plaid Stallion site because they've got yes. their sort of watermark on here. So uh, thanks to them.
1: Yeah, Brian is a major, major pop culture, excuse the Indiana Jones of pop culture ephemera, (laughs) I would say. So uh, next up, there's another ad. This one, again, from Plaid Stallions. This one I saw. This is burned in my memory, this ad. Follow us to fun and adventure every Saturday morning on ABC, and we start with the world's greatest super friends. And we've got, of course, the Big Five and then a very angry-looking Jan. He's pointing at you. He's kind of like (laughs) – I don't know what he's mad about there. And then you've got the all-new Plastic Man comedy adventure show. Yes. That's got to be Max Romero's favorite thing. Mighty Man and Yuck, which was supposedly the little tiny superhero and the uh, really ugly dog. He was so ugly that he wore a doghouse on his head lest his face not be seen. Yeah. Not culturally sensitive. (laughs) Uh, Rickety Rocket, Fang Face. Everybody loves Fangface. The the all-new Scooby-Doo. In fact, my wife
0: saw this ad. She saw Fangface.
1: She goes, oh, I hated that cartoon. (laughs) The all-new Scooby and Scrappy-Doo in all-new episodes. Yeah, I know. And then all going out of order. And then, of course, Spider-Woman, which was a big thing. And, you know, as a kid – and then even mentions uh, American Bandstand, actually, at the end. They actually throw that – which is kind of funny when you think about it. They're kind of like lumping it in with the kid shows. But uh, as a kid – even though I recognize this was an ad, it still felt weird to see a Marvel character mm. in a DC comic book. Because these ads know. always ran in DC. These were DC ads, and yet
0: you've got Spider-Woman in here. You know, it was interesting. Spider-Woman was an animated cartoon. And yet look at the guys there. They look like someone tried to draw live-action people. Yeah, I think those are just a photo
1: of somebody yeah. that's been rotoscoped Traced or something. Or something. Yeah. But, so okay, was this
0: yeah, the yeah. premiere of Scrappy? Is this is this when he happened in 79? I think
1: no, I think he was before this.
0: Okay, it came before. This. Not too yeah, far. Everybody. Now, yeah, now I'm surprised you you went with the Super Friends thing here. You didn't go into the detail. It says so 79, which doesn't seem right to me. But it says the League of Justice faces a weekly battle with the dastardly Legion of Doom. That wasn't 79, was it? Or is this? Or no, they? Or no. oh, they must have been rerunning the challenge of Super Friends at this I point. I think, think they were rerunning
1: it, and I am a little frustrated in the copy. It says the world's greatest Super Friends: Superman, Batman, Robin, Wonder Woman. <laughs> That's it That's all it says and, and And the League of Justice mm-hmm. Like what, what Huh Like why would you go to that effort To put that and then get it wrong right. Like why would you do that That doesn't make any sense Anybody copy this thing Pro- Copy proof this thing but, uh, What did you, What did you What you yeah, Really What did you think of the Plastic Man show I, I love the Plastic I've always I've said Plastic Man is one of my time favorite characters So I love that
0: show when it was I like dig it. the Plastic Man show Actually I really did Um, I I, I, I I even like the Plas Baby stuff at the time, not now. But Mm. I was never a fan of the the interstitials with the live human, though. I always thought, yeah, those always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, Out of this ad on a Saturday morning, I probably would have tuned in for Super Friends, Plastic Man, and then Scooby-Doo. But I think I skipped the rest of it. Not Rickety Rocket? I don't (laughs) even remember that one.
1: (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember it other than just the ad here. Uh, So now we're up to 1979 CBS. Wowie zowie. CBS Saturday mornings looking good. Uh, (laughs) Starting at 8 a.m., Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll because what kid didn't want to see Heckle and Jekyll in 1978? Right. I mean that's a weird Uh... bring back. <laughs> yeah, weird. The Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. God, Han- Hannah robera was determined to pair those two up. They really were. <laughs> uh, the all-new Popeye Hour. Fat Albert is back. Jason of Star Command. And the uh, – I'll, I'll get to that in one second. And then Tarzan and the Super 7 again. And we've got Tarzan, Batman, the Freedom Force back and then more 30 minutes. And the thing I love about Jason of Star Command, it's got a little drawing of the two, two of the characters, Jason and I forget the name of the, the other. The bad guy. But the yeah. – the, the bad guy, but the bad guy is actor Sid Haig, mm-hmm. who is you know famous character actor, and he, that, that's a guy that only appeared in like real kind of like Grindhouse R-rated stuff, and here he is represented <laughs> in a children's <laughs> cartoon. But I love that. But I, uh, I don't, I my memory. I mean, you know, you can't go by your memory as a child, but I always remember Jason of Star Command being the end of the run. Like when it, when you got the live action, it meant the the, the 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 morning was wrapping up. But here. Tarzan and the Super 7 are after Jason is Starman. Hmm, okay. So they ran cartoons after that. I don't remember it being that way, but of course, this was you know, 35 years ago.
0: So. What's interesting, last, last year, the previous year, they were called the Fantastics. Now they're called the Freedom Force, by the way, with Isis. Um, right. I don't know which name they actually went by or if it changed every season. I don't know. But so if it went from 1230 to 130, I guess they had what Tarzan for 15 minutes, Batman for 15 minutes and Freedom Force for 15 minutes or I, maybe so. I don't remember. That is
1: that is one skinny Batman, by the way, he's, the he's, one, he's, right? he's, he, he needs, needs
0: to eat a sandwich. Oh. That is a Joe Kubert Batman. If I've ever seen. <laughs> all right. Oh, and uh, then so all right. they get another 30 minutes.
1: No, 30, they really they, – they kept going with that. Uh, 1979 was the NBC Saturday morning Peacock Club, and they ran something a little different here. This was like a little questionnaire that you could fill out and mail in, and you could become like a member of this little club. You got an iron-on patch and a membership card. Now I've got to go to eBay and see if we can find now, this. Now, I,
0: I can't validate whether this one actually came from a comic book or not. It sure seems like it, but – It did. Oh, I've seen you, this. Okay. All right. I wouldn't sure. All right.
1: Yeah. And it's said it. it's a questionnaire about different characters, and they talk about Daffy Duck uh, and Speedy Gonzalez, Casper and the Angels. Uh, Fred and Barney meet the thing. Again, two concepts just dying to be put together. Was that thing uh, ring Do
0: your thing? Is that what that y- –
1: I think that was thing ring. Okay. Uh, Fred and Barney by themselves, the super Globe Trotters, the new shmoo, Flash Gordon looking a lot like Aquaman because he's in an orange tunic. Uh, Godzilla, Johnny Quest, and the Jetsons. And you had basically had to answer trivia questions about them and then mail it in. So that was the whole idea of the Saturday Morning Peacock.
0: And it says, watch the new NBC show starting September 8th. Now, this is a bit of a different lineup than we saw before. Um, it is interesting to me as we go through these things, I'm not going to spend time on this necessarily, but the Flintstones, how they rebranded the Flintstones like every season. You know, uh, mm-hmm. before with Pebbles and Bam Bam, now it's Fred and Barney. You know, it's, it's interesting how they do that. But let me tell you, the Flash Gordon cartoon Holy oh, that crap great. that was so good like the filmation spinning logo thing just meant excellence to me that was like the the seal of excellence for cartoons as far as i was concerned and i loved the crap out of that flash garden cartoon i
1: oh i had the toys i had the action figure line yeah i was a huge mega fan now would
0: this be uh, it's right. probably after the movie i would assume probably right this was before the before oh, the movie 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 1980 okay so they were probably 70s 70s. they knew it was in development so they're trying to get it out there in yeah. public consciousness. this would have also been my introduction to johnny quest and I went hmm. through a huge phase of just thinking John, Johnny Quest was the bee's knees. Went through it in the, in, in the 70s, 80s, and then went through it again in the 90s where I was just in love with Johnny Quest cartoons. Oh, my gosh.
1: Uh, getting back to Flash Gordon for one second. I love the the answers. It says Flash Gordon is a superhero who becomes stranded A on the New Jersey coast. <laughs> B on a raft C on Planet Mongo D in a candy factory I have to feel like New Jersey Coast Is a bit of a ding At
0: the Garden State It's the What was that show Jer- uh, Jersey Shores Or whatever that show Was on uh, With uh... Yeah Jersey Shore yeah. Yeah. That's probably where he was Snooking Yeah right over. exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah, There you go
1: uh, so now we're up into 1980 in the ABC lineup. Again, this is another ad that ran in 40 billion comic books. And it's uh, we've got our host, which is the Fonz. Woo! And he says, hey, it's me, the Fonz. i catch my new show and my new friends every Saturday morning on ABC, starting off with the Super Friends, Superman, Batman and Robin, Wonder Woman. And as we all know, that's it for the Super Friends. There were no other Super Friends other than these four characters. And certainly not anyone that needed anything to do with water. No. Uh then we have the Happy Days Gang where they travel through time, which, sure, why not? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Richie Rich, insert joke here. Uh, <laughs> Scooby and Scrappy Doo. Uh, Heathcliff and uh, Dino Bat – or Dingbat, Dingbat excuse yeah. me. Plastic Man, and here he is. Now he's married Penny. And guess what? They have Plastic Baby. That's right. That's how that and happens. Then, and, and, right. I, apparently so. And then we're ending with uh, the classic Thundar the Barbarian. <sighs>
0: Man, okay, first off, this ad is absolutely one that has burned into my memory. This is where we're getting to sort of my era of watching, really invested in cartoons. This Fonzie ad, I loved it. I remember it extremely well. The, the, it, no matter how stupid the Happy Days cartoon was, where they're travel, traveling through time. If you ever heard the, the opening slogan, it's, like, it's either Wolfman Jack or somebody who sounds like Wolfman Jack going, Fonzie is traveling through time with Cupcake and Richie. I mean, it's, it's really dorky. And uh, I, I, regardless, I watched the cartoon constantly. Super. I, I watched this entire lineup except I must have turned away when Heathcliff came on because every other one of these shows I did not miss. There was no way I was going to miss Thundar. There was no way I was going to miss Plastic Man. No way I was going to miss Richie Rich, the life story of Rob Kelly. Um, I was completely invested in ABC. Oh, my gosh. The 1980 was, was my year for loving cartoons.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty solid lineup. Would have been Absolutely.
0: I would eight years old, so this, was, this is prime time for me.
1: So 1980, the CBS lineup is Tail Spinners from Out of the Sky, which I don't know what the hell that even means <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'll, I, I work for CBS. I should look this up. <laughs> so uh, we're starting at 8 a.m. We have Mighty Mouse and Heckle and Jekyll. Again, they're really determined to make Heckle and Jekyll a thing. Tom and Jerry comedy show, the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show. again, Once again, Popeye, the all-new Popeye Hour, the drac Pack. Remember the drac Pack? I, I did, do remember I this watch one. the Pack. Um, and the new Fat Albert show, the Tarzan Lone Ranger Adventure Hour—that makes a lot more sense. Uh, and then thirty minutes, and in the news. Which again, I have no memory. I mean, I vaguely remember, but I had no idea it lasted this long. I mean, this is like five years of thirty minutes into the news. It's pretty amazing. Well, it's,
0: I remember the in the news segments, which is where you you would get like a you know a one minute or two minute news segment in between the cartoons. But the thirty minutes, I don't remember that. Now, now, mm-hmm. Pack must have been up against uh, Heatcliff because I definitely watched Drack Pack. The rest of this, I, I don't know. I didn't again. Didn't tune into Tarzan until I think the next year, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, what an interesting collection of shows! Especially the Drack Pack was, you know, sort of proto Monster Squad kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, nice artwork. Really it nice. really artwork. good. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, fun stuff. All right. So, nineteen uh, eighties NBC Saturday morning lineup. It starts with the Godzilla Dino Mud Hour. Because again, let's just take two random features and smoosh them together. Yep. Uh, the, the Flintstone uh, Comedy Hour, which has got again, this is just like you've got Captain Caveman and Fred Flintstone, which makes sense, really. But then they're working in Schmoo,
0: uh, like, like like oh okay, the Bedrock uh, Cops, Pebbles, the, the Bedrock yeah. Cops, the, the yeah, Frankenstones. Yeah, once again, they've rebranded yeah. uh, the, the
1: Flintstones one more time. Yeah, we've got to just renew this IP, I guess. <laughs> uh, and then we've got the, the Space Stars, which is this theme of Space Ghost, Astro, and the Space Dogs, Teen Force, the Jetsons, and the Herculoids, who are back for after – probably been off television for a long time, wrapping up with the Daffy Duck Show. Uh, and then it says be on the lookout for drawing power on October 11th. I have no memory what that was. So, wow.
0: Okay, hold on a minute. This is interesting. CBS has the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour. And NBC has the Daffy Duck show. That's kind of weird. And, yeah. and also, interestingly enough, look at the Daffy Duck art, right, of him painting himself. And they go back to the CBS ad. It's the same ad, same artwork of Daffy Duck painting himself. It is? Yeah. Huh. So obviously, there's, like you suggested earlier, there's like, you know, uh, Hanna Barbera, I mean, uh, Looney Tunes or whatever, Warner Brothers produces some stock art and goes, here, use this for your ads. Because the Daffy Duck ad image appears in both the NBC and CBS ad from 1980.
1: That's Oh, that, yeah, you're right. Yeah, he does. That's oh, crazy. That's weird. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Now, yeah.
0: out of the space stars, I definitely watched Space Ghost. Now, my love for Herculoids, though, comes from, again, the USA Cartoon Express, which was like an after-school thing. Uh, that's where I watched the Herculoids. But, but I, I love the crap out of the Herculoids. And I never understood years later. I'm like, Shmoo and the, the weird guys from Herculoids look the same. Yeah, I yeah I know. <laughs> it's like one's like a, Again, one's, a one's a half-witted cousin or something. It's like Scooby Doo. Yeah, And
1: yeah, it is just throwing a bunch of random things together. They yep. have
0: you know like okay. Well, why don't I take over here in 1981? Um, All so right. um, we start off with an ABC. Now this is a TV guide ad, so we're just going to blow through it very quickly. 1981 Super Friends still there, and no Aquaman, of course. Uh, Heath kick Heath. Heath Keith Cliff is now joined by Marmaduke, which is great. Then you get Fon- this, uh, Fonzie in the Happy Days gang still going. At what point did uh, Laverne and Shirley join them? I thought that was pretty early on. I guess not. Scooby-Doo Classics, which is an opportunity, I guess, for them to just rerun stuff. Richie Rich, Scooby, and Scrappy Doo Show, once again, pushing together the IPs. Goldie Gold and Action Jack, which I don't even know what that is, has joined the richest teenage – Teenager in the world for a world full of adventure That must not have lasted very long at all And then, I mean isn't that what Richie Rich is well, like, It seems a little yeah, much Yeah it does, I mean, you even got the alliteration going with Goldie Gold uh, And <laughs> then you got Thunder of the Barbarian Of course which was absolutely amazing so, Very similar lineup to the previous year But still some great, I mean the Fonzie stuff Which is fun, the uh, Richie Rich stuff Is fun, Thunder of the Barbarian, of course Super Friends Great stuff The, the one thing about the set that is re- m- remarkable Is that the Super Friends art
1: is Just the Alex Toth it's not a redrawing of the Alex Toth. It's just lifted. You can tell by the style. It is like exactly Alex Toth's Superman face. And Wonder Woman has a – her like her front piece has clearly been redrawn by someone who has never seen Wonder Woman. Oh, you're right. He has no idea what he's, what that is supposed to be. I think she's showing her tummy. Crazy. That's what it looks <laughs> like, yeah. That's, how does somebody not know what Wonder Woman looks like by this point? Right.
0: Okay. Uh, then we get into another one of these ads that is just, just really burned into my memory. This is CBS 1981. It uh, advertises Toon Time. So 8 a.m. in the morning you watch, of course, the uh, world-famous Quickety Koala show. That, uh, no recollection of that whatsoever. Then you get into the Trollkins, which was uh, a, a wild world of little strange characters. By the way, I should mention the Quickety Koala show was starring uh, Paul Hicks. I should mention that. Then the Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show continues to, uh, to hang on at AM. Popeye and Olive Oil Show. Now, they've rebranded this, I think, think the third year in a row. They've given Popeye a different name. They're really banking on that Robin Williams movie popularity. Then you get 11 o'clock, Filmation's Black Star. Oh, such a good show. You know, Chris Franklin's favorite. uh, Is it really? I I absolutely love it. Reach into the black hole and encounter an awesome universe on the other side. Uh, And then you get 11 o'clock, 1130, the Tarzan Lone Ranger Hour, uh, which they have now combined with the new Zorro Hour. Makes total
1: sense. Yep. Those are three thematically similar characters in terms of their roots. So that, that makes a lot that makes a
0: lot of sense. Interestingly though, they, they're all called oh I see. It's it's actually one hour featuring Tarzan Lone Ranger and right. Okay, right, it's just right. Then you get Tom and Jerry comedy show, then the Newfoundland Albert Show, which again continues to hang in, again still in the news, mm-hmm. and still the thirty minute show. Wow, that's wild. Uh, and it says it all adds up to Saturdazz <laughs> dazzle on CBS. (laughs) Now, I had to talk here about Tarzan, Lone Ranger, and Zorro. You're absolutely right. Thematically, it all makes sense. Dude, Zorro, this cartoon, I don't want to say changed my life, but it kind of changed my life. I I was so... I became a lifelong fan of Zorro from this. Now, it was uh, Zorro the Gay Blade came out just a couple months before this. Well, obviously, (laughs) the IP is out there. Now, I didn't see... Big kid following for Zorro well, the okay. Gay Blade. you would be surprised, actually. I didn't see Zorro the Gay Blade in the theater. I saw it on probably HBO or something like that afterwards. But to me, as a child of nine years old, Zorro the Gay Blade was not the movie that I would watch as an adult. It To me, it was an action-adventure movie with some goofy stuff in it. It truly was. To me, it was an, I know, it was an awesome adventure. I was like, look at Zorro, he's badass, and he's got cool, colorful costumes, you know, with the whip and the swords, and the cartoon was great, and then this led me to start watching the black and white reruns of the old shows, you know, which now as an adult has led me to collect the Alex Toth comic book adaptations or, or comic books that went hand in hand with those things. So I, oh, I, I was reading Zorro comics last night from Topps then when they published them in the 90s. Ah, just really, really made me a lifelong fan of Zorro with this cartoon right here, which is then where I started watching the Lone Ranger and the Tarzan cartoon. I finally got an appreciation for the Tarzan cartoon, and I started going through my Lone Ranger phase because there was a Lone Ranger movie around this time that you guys covered on Film and Water, right?
1: That's right. That's right. Legend of Lone
0: Ranger. And uh, I went through a short burst phase where I thought Lone Ranger was just the shiznit. So, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, you say the well, Black Star was Chris's favorite. I don't know if you were being sarcastic or not there. I'm being
1: slightly sarcastic in that there's a story about Chris, like, didn't get, I forget what toy he didn't get, but he he, he reneged on getting some toy that he wishes he had now so he could collect Black Star toys, oh, okay. which he now regrets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I have heard that story. Okay, that sounds familiar. All right. Okay, so that was uh, 1981 CBS. Moving on, we're now into 90, 1981 uh, NBC. It is the NBC Superstar Pow, Superstar Saturday Pow. What has Smurfs and Space Stars and Spider-Man and a Superpower Hour? Uh, And then it says, their exciting new fun in 1981. Yes, folks, this is the premiere of the Smurfs, something that still haunts us to this day in the cinemas. So, yeah, it all began in 1981. Then you get, once again, Flintstones have rebranded the Flintstone Comedy Show now, and a lot of Dino looking in there. Then you get the kids Superpower Hour with Shazam. So Shazam being gone for a few years is back now. Still remember that theme?
1: It's the kids' superpower hour. Yes, it's yes. A-
0: absolutely Amazing. It's a great theme. But I don't. I, there, are, I have girlfriends whose names I can't remember, but I remember them. <laughs> you know, I, sometime in the '90s when Napster first came around, um, I put together a CD of cartoon themes. It is 60 minutes nonstop of cartoon <laughs> themes from the 1970s to the 1980s. And it's got all kinds of the kids' superpower hours on there, and I listen to the crap out of this thing. I absolutely love it. I know I could probably go find a lot of these themes to get better quality of them now. I don't care. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. And uh, I, I anybody who wants it, you know, get in touch with me. Maybe I'll hook you up with the MP3s or something or, or WAV files or whatever. Anyway, uh, in there you get uh, Hero High which was a cartoon with superheroes like we're in high school in space. And they were superheroes in training, facing impossible missions. There you go. And then, of course, you get Captain Marvel. Then you have the space stars, which uh, are, again, space ghosts, Herculoids, uh, the Teen Force, and Astro in the Space Mutts. Then you get Spider-Man and his amazing friends.
1: Oh, uh, here we go, yeah.
0: Now, Spider-Man was the year before this. How did we not see the Spider-Man ad? Was there a Spider-Man in the 1981 ad? Or 1980? Uh, no. I, there must have been another ad with with him because that was huge. Yeah. Sure. How could they not? Yeah. Cause th- there was the Spider-Man cartoon and then the following year led into Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Yep. And the big distinction was the Spider-Man cartoon had the giant cat in the com- in the opening, com- uh, you know, credits, which was scary. It was just a yeah. cat anyway. And then you get Daffy and Speedy show. They've added Speedy to the Daffy show and you get Bullwinkle trying to make a comeback, which is crazy. The moose is loose. So starting September 12th. So, uh, Smurfs, Spider-Man and His amazing friends. This is a big year for them.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean I've watched every every episode of Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I like the effect that they have for Firestar mm-hmm. where the, her hair and the gloves and her feet Surprint. are not – they don't have any ink lines. Like they're just, they're just a solid uh, color, which is like a cool little effect.
0: I don't – now, again, it, it, that's – is that done sort of the same way as Surprint or is that just uh, the way the color plates fall I guess? I think it's just the way the color plate – just the fact that they didn't
1: ink an outline. Okay. That's just a very unusual kind of thing And the way uh, Iceman is colored It looks like he's got tidy whities Yeah, it, <laughs> well, he always
0: looked that way Just they were always the same color um, Out of these, I think I probably only watched Spider-Man I think I was busy over on ABC So, hmm So Smurfs, oh Smurfs If you have kids, <laughs> Smurfs nowadays is so painful So painful Alright, so we moved on to 1982 And the era of the video game Arcade has struck, ladies and gentlemen uh, this is ABC 1982 Saturday September 25th is Pac-Man Day on ABC TV, <laughs> and they even have uh, in the background of this ad it's all dark blue. Where they have they actually have the Pac-Man grid, like you know with the power pellets that you would eat. Then they've got is this this custom drawing here of the of the power. I'm sorry the. I keep saying power pack of the Pac-Man family uh, cooking out and they've got all the silly stuff where they cooking the power balls and all that. But and the hanging out with them is the little rascals in their little rascal clubhouse. And Rob, there's a little drawing of Rob Kelly without a shirt on, which is disturbing with the Richie Rich show as he's leaning back on his giant bag of money.
1: It sounds right. Uh, it is kind of cruel pairing the Little Rascals with Richie Rich because I think the whole gist of the Little Rascals was that they were like Depression-era kids, <laughs> which means they were poor. So then they're they're on the other side of this fence, and they got to look at this little shit with his money just burning. <laughs> it seems kind of like <laughs> it's just of all the characters not to pair up. You know, he just did not want to. Put those up. It's like I don't know. I, maybe I'm reading too too much. I enough. think
0: you're. I think you're really thinking through the, 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 the science of this, and I think you shouldn't. But I will say that's a damn amazing likeness of alfalfa, though. That's pretty astonishing. That little drawing. Oh, it's nice artwork. Yeah. Sure. And then you get now here you go. Here's Laverne and Shirley. Okay, you get the Mork and Mindy cartoon, which I don't even remember existing, which is very strange. I know it does because I've seen references to it, but I don't remember this cartoon existing. But I do definitely remember Laverne and Shirley, and this is Laverne and Shirley with the fons. Now. Was there a separate like? I remember Laverna Shirley in the in the in the army with a pig's drill sergeant. Is that this cartoon or is this a different season? I think it's
1: this show. It's kind of funny though when you think of this is 1982. This is a, yeah, I mean, Laverna Shirley. I think ran until '85, yeah. so it was still still pretty popular. But it seems weird to kind of catch it at the t- not at the tail end of its popularity, but certainly it had peaked. I think at this point seems like a weird time to. Now start doing the cartoon. Well, I think
0: the fact that they got the Happy Days cartoon out there for a couple of years, they're like, okay, we can we can milk we can milk that yeah, brand. Uh, where, yeah. where,
1: where, where is the Three's Company cartoon? Oh, that would
0: <laughs> I do love Mork and Mindy. So Mork is in a uh, it's like a it's like a Jeep, but it's not. It's a giant egg uh, that's on wheels, and it's got like you know a racing stripe on it. And Mork and Mindy are driving around the neighborhood, assumingly in Boulder, Colorado, I guess, waving to Leverett and Shirley which is hilarious. Then he gets Scooby and Scrappy, and then the puppy's new adventures. And oh my gosh, I was in love with this cartoon about pup, the puppy. And I'm not sure if which year it was, but my favorite was the year where the puppy got lost. It's like he went on a cruise with his family. Uh, I don't remember whether the boy is named Petey or the dog's name, named Petey. Either way. He got separated from his owner, the little boy. And so the whole season was just this series of adventures of this puppy trying to find his way back to his master. And every episode, you're like, he, he thinks he's got a lead. And he almost gets back to his master. But no, he doesn't quite. I mean, it was a really good serialized – okay, maybe it's not good. But in my memory, it's a really good serialized storytelling of this little puppy who's lost trying to get back to his master and like, big wild adventures and stuff. I, I loved it. That that sounds awful <gasps> and very stressful. Oh, my gosh.
1: It was so good. I do not want to see a lost dog. No, that's terrible. Oh, no. It was, it was very sweet. It was very
0: sweet. Okay. So 1982. I think we're going to close out 1982. Oh, no. We're just starting 1982. I'm sorry. The Starcade, which is CBS – Uh, This is – okay. I don't know what most of this is. So CBS 1982 is the new Pandemonium, which looks like a cartoon featuring a bunch of different pandas fighting dangers. You get meatballs and spaghetti. (laughs) Is that really meat – like from the movie Meatballs? No, no, no. But obviously they're trying to capitalize on that sort of thing, right? I, I guess yeah. In my mind, that was always meatloaf as a kid But anyway, uh, Gilligan's Planet Yes, that was a thing If you don't remember, there was a cartoon called Gilligan's Planet Which was the further adventures of the Gilligan's Island crew Off on an alien planet Voiced by the original people You had Winston the III talking about being in space um, and
1: it's not a bid, Jim back. Just uh, yeah. But then you get
0: uh, Bugs Bunny Road Runner Hour, which apparently is still airing today. I guess I don't know. Then you get Sylvester and Tweety and Daffy and Speedy have gotten their own cartoon as well. And then only like in the bottom here do you get mentions of uh, Black Star, which uh, and, and Fat Albert, but Fat and Popeye all still going. And continuing with the children's film festival yep, That's well. right. Saturday morning, mega fun on CBS. Now, while this ad doesn't generate a lot of feels for me other than the Gilligan's Planet, I definitely remember this ad being in everything back in 1990. And it was a
1: double-page spread yep. too. I mean a lot of real estate in a
0: comic book. Which is interesting because, you know, uh, a- was it uh, ABC really leaned into the Pac-Man thing, right, with their ad the same year. And here they're calling it Starcade. So they're still trying to lean into the arcade concept, but there's no video game shows here yet. Uh, Where soon they'd really take over. Now, in 1982, we didn't have a comic book ad for NBC. We couldn't find one. So real quick, uh, just a real quick ad that was taken out of a uh, TV guide. It's a terrible (laughs) ad. Uh, Saturday Morning Superstars are on NBC. You get a poorly drawn Hulk, which um, (laughs) I guess Spider-Man would have been going here at the same time. Uh, You get Smurfs climbing all over the Hulk or just being glued on top of him, which, you know, in a weird way. And then you get Gary Coleman as an angel. Do you remember this at all?
1: Yes, he he was pretty. He was
0: popular, yes. you know. Yes. Uh,
1: yeah, outside, he was like starred in a lot of TV movies and stuff. I mean, this ad was clearly drawn by somebody that had a lunch. Yes, date. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But
0: the, the whole idea of Gary Coleman being an angel, okay, you got to step back from that and going, wait a minute, Gary Coleman died as a little kid and became an angel. What the hell? I mean, there's some sick twisted crap behind it you know it's sort of like you don't look at casper too closely either for the same reasons <laughs> all right moving on to 1983 this is another ad i remember very very well it's kids love saturday it's got a green border and then it's got all these characters lining around the edges uh you've got the the best of scooby-doo starts off your day you go to little rascals richie rich show again which is just to eat the rich you know cruelty put pairing <laughs> uh then you've got the Mon-chi-chis, Monchi Chi, Monchi Chi, oh so soft and cuddly. Uh, have their own cartoon. You got them drawn in the artwork here. And uh, you got Pac Man in here. It looks like they're Super Pac Man because they've got a superhero costume on there. Then you got Rubik's The Amazing Cube. Did you ever watch that cartoon? <laughs> No. That thing was balls crazy, okay. man. I mean, he's no. – he's, he's, actually, to, to some extent, the show was pretty cool in that it was a little progressive because he was with a Hispanic family, so he got a little bit of representation there. But Rubik was like an alien from another planet, and he talked and really weird voice! I mean, it was a little disturbing. Now, I, I believe Zoom oh, is a real fan of this show, by the way. He's a very strange man, as we know. <laughs> then you get the Littles. Oh my gosh, did I love the Littles growing up. Uh, the idea is there's these little tiny guys about the size of a mouse that live in your house, and they just, you know, everything's big to them. And I loved this cartoon so much. When my daughter was born, I went and bought DVDs of it, and she watched it growing up, too. I like, lo- here come the Littles. Dun, 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 dun. It's a great cartoon. Uh, the puppy's further adventures, which is Rob's nightmare of a dog being lost at sea, uh, and then the new Scooby and Scrappy do, uh, and then watch for you ready, Menudo
2: <laughs> on ABC
0: between Rubik's the amazing cube and the littles. Every uh, can't read that word, uh, but either way, so yes, the Menudo had a live action scene where they would like have a little skit and then they would sing a song if I remember correctly, right? I, really, I'm supposed to know this? Oh, okay. Well, I think one of the I think during the show, one of the kids would age out and they'd vote him off the island. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so uh, 1983 CBS. This is another TV guide ad. So blowing through it fairly quickly here. Uh, connect. It says the uh, the new CBS Superstar Saturday for 1983 takes off today. Connect the dots and watch the blast off. Then tune in to catch the fun. That's a lot of copy. You should have just got right into it. Captain Kangaroo. It's six in the morning. Oh my god, that poor man. Uh, then the Biscuits, which was a series of puppies. <laughs> which uh, I think they were. I think pretty much at this point they were trying to go after the pound puppy market, and it just didn't pan out for them. Then you get the Saturday Super K. So here you go. This is where the video game stuff really comes in. It's an hour long yeah. cartoon. It's got a Donkey Kong cartoon, Donkey Kong Junior, Pitfall. Frogger and Cubert. Now, I don't know exactly how I manage this, but the only uh, I somehow I always watch the the Cubert cartoon but none of the rest of them. Then, oh, uh, here's here's what you've all been waiting for.
1: Did you did I ever tell you that I went to the Cubert school?
0: <laughs> did you have the nose and the little orange
1: <laughs>
0: Rob, you're, you're just slowing us down getting to what everyone's been waiting for. At 8:30 in the morning, you could tune in for Hey, it's the Dungeons and Dragons ride. Everybody, It's funny. I think this cartoon only lasted a year, maybe. And it had such an impact on people. I mean, you talk to almost anyone our age, maybe not you, Rob, I don't know. But in, say, the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon, and everyone's like, yes, Venger in uni. My wife tonight was, again, she went through these ads. She thought it was fun. And that's the one she's like, I watched that cartoon religiously. My wife, who doesn't care anything about geek stuff, watched a Dungeons and Dragons cartoon. Please tell me you watched this, Rob. I did not. I hate you more than I did a minute ago. Oh my gosh! I never thought that'd be possible. <laughs> I
1: didn't. I, didn't. It, I understand it was. It was very seminal for a great many
0: kids my age, but I just didn't watch it. Really, really was. And then right after it is the Dukes. <laughs> the Dukes cartoon starring Bo and Luke before they were replaced by Coy and Vance because that actually happened on the cartoon too. There was a year of Bo and Duke, and then the next year Coy and Vance took over. I'm not kidding. It happened that way. <laughs> um. It, it, it's got a great opening uh, – the opening theme to the Dukes cartoon is great. Anyway, uh, then Charlie Brown and Snoopy had a show. Then uh, Benji and Zax and the Alien Prince. I'm not exactly sure how all of those things fit together, but Benji had a show with Zax and the Alien Prince. Then Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Hour on uh, Fat Albert Continues and still the CBS Children's Film Festival all the way here into 1983. That's amazing. mm mm-hmm. I have no idea what Zach's in the alien print. Like that is
1: just what like, we don't like. Okay, we have this, and we have this other thing, and we have this other thing. So let's just put them all together. <laughs> Did Benji go to another planet? I don't know.
0: Oh,
2: God.
0: As long as he didn't get lost. Oh man, hard traveling, rough necks. I'm sorry, I'm starting to sing the Duke's cartoon song. Anyway, that's so. Uh then you get this one oh my gosh 1983 NBC this ad oh, was yeah. burned into my mind it must have been in every comic i read in 1983 it uh because there's a huge mr T face he goes NBC saturday mornings we got the jazz <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge Mr. T. Also in the ad, you've got like a baby Smurf. You've got Hulk just like raging. You've got Spider-Man as Amazing Friends. You've got Alvin and the Chipmunks. You have the Flintstones as cops, apparently. Then you've got um, – I don't know who that is. Is that the shirt Tail? Oh, yeah, the Shirttail. That's the yep. Shirttail, yeah. And then you've got Thundar the Barbarian. What an amazing lineup of stuff and the Smurfs. Uh, I mean I watched Mr. T. I watched Spider-Man Amazing Friends. I watched the Hulk. I watched Thundar. Oddly enough, I watched Shirttails. Um and I mean just some great cartoons here. And th- this ad, I i assume you remember this ad at least.
1: Oh yeah, oh sure, sure. Yeah. Oh did you watch Spider-Man and Spider-Man and Hulk, finally two characters paired up to make sense. Yes,
0: so this is so this is the year nineteen eighty three where they had those two back to oh, back. And the Hulk had a great opening theme too. Dun, 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 dun. oh so good. And Mr. T. Eat your greens. Drink your milk. All right. Then over to 1984 ABC, another TV guide ad. Actually, this one's interesting. This, um, we're not gonna, It was the ad for the sneak peek that the show Rob and I have been talking about. So on a Friday night at 8 p.m. in prime time, you could watch them talk about all the shows that were coming to Saturday morning on ABC in 1984, like The Littles and Scooby and Scrappy and the Super Friends. Oh, this would be the legendary uh, Super Friends hour, wouldn't it? Or I mean um, – uh, Super Power yes, Show yeah. Super Friends, the legendary Super Power Show with Firestorm, yeah uh, Turbo, Teen. Turbo Teen which is an amazingly bad cartoon that I love so, so much it's about a kid that turns into a car which is crazy, but when he, when he gets wet he turns back to being human or something like that but the best thing about it was his last name was Matthews he's actually a relative of mine I had, I had a cousin that did this anyway, uh, Dragon's Lair Remember Dragon's Lair, which is another – uh, based on a video game. Video game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wolfman Jack's got a show called Wolf Rock TV. <laughs> the Mighty Orbots, which I didn't even know made it to Saturday morning. I don't remember that. And then uh, the the preview show was hosted by Weird Al Yankovic. Look at that. Oh. I,
1: I would love to find this somewhere. That would be
0: really fun. The preview watch. shows? Oh, that'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be right yeah. Yeah, yeah, Then we get 1984 CBS. Uh, you get shows like Muppet Babies, The Get Along Gang. Draw, oh, so Dungeons and Dragons did go a second year. Okay, so Dungeons and Dragons again. The Saturday Supercade, still with a bunch of uh, video game based stuff. You got Space Ace, you've got Qbert, you've got. Uh, kangaroo and Donkey Kong. You've got pole position, which add another great theme. Pole position, such a great uh, theme. Cartoon, not so good. Theme was great. Then you've got the, with the center stage of this ad, where it says Saturday is the place. It is a giant picture of the star of Superman Three, Richard Pryor, uh, and his show Pryor's Place from CBS. 1984. When
1: you when you think of family appropriate comedy, <laughs> you think.
0: Richard Pryor <laughs> Exactly right Oh gosh So uh, I don't remember Pryor's place But I can see him He's here with a bunch Of puppets It looks like Playing musical instruments And stuff ah.
1: but, I remember uh, Mark Evanier Wrote for that show Did he really? Okay. Uh, yeah And I think In one of the back Columns He used to write For Crossfire He he talked about a, a fellow staff member On Pryor's place Which I think They said Described working On the show As Hiroshima But without the laughs, <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Was this uh in nineteen eighty four? When did uh Richard Pryor go crazy and catch on fire and all that? That was like eighty two. Oh, okay. So this is after that. Okay, wow. Yeah, okay. again, yeah, let's get him on a kid show. Right,
1: exactly. Get, was George Carlin busy? I mean,
0: <laughs> now, <laughs> oddly enough, George Carlin goes on to do the voice of Thomas the Tank uh, for kids later. So I think what happens is all these folks get older, have kids of their own, and suddenly feel like they need to do kid-friendly stuff is what happens. But I guess so. so oh, in 1984 huh. CBS, though, you do get seminal series like Muppet Babies, which is really a tremendously amazing cartoon for its time. It was so forward-thinking and it was so different than – it it wasn't a dumb kid's cartoon. It was like a cartoon you could watch with an adult and actually enjoy, and they had like a Star Wars special. And, I mean, just – it was a I, – I don't know. You, it was probably too kiddie for you, but you could watch it as an adult, Rob, and appreciate Muppet Babies. It was a good cartoon. Yeah, uh, I don't – I didn't watch yeah. it very much, but, I mean, yes, it certainly was pretty – a big deal. They, they punched above their weight. Let's put it that way. It was not a typical stupid kid's Saturday morning thing, so – Uh, then going on to still 1984 NBC blowing through these Saturday morning. You've got, uh, it's it's a sort of – the ad is designed like comic book panels, and it's got this kid watching a TV with all the stuff blasting at him. It says, so Saturday morning, consider for a moment the surprise in store for you on Saturday morning, September 15th. The way you're – as you lay sleeping, your television suddenly comes alive, and the creepy NBC Peacock comes flying out of his TV. Anyway, so 1984, <laughs> NBC introduces Kid Video. Anyway, weird cartoon. I don't know. Kid Video was like – Part cartoon, part live action. It was The, the kids were live, real live people who got sucked into a cartoon world. And they would sort of switch back and forth throughout the episode. they do like a live music video with the live kids. And they'd be going back and forth between the cartoon. It was crazy. It was, I think a lot of people love this one as well. Uh, it's well remembered. Mr. T goes on for a second year. Now the Smurfs have a spinoff called The Snorks at this point which is uh, basically Smurfs underwater with Snorkels. This is one of Rob's favorite cartoons, I believe.
1: Oh, yeah, I have a Snorks tattoo.
0: As exactly, exactly right. Pink Panther now has sons because having kid versions of yourself was very cool at this point thanks to Muppet Babies. Going Bananas was a live-action show featuring an orangutan, which probably less said the better. Spider-Man is mm-hmm. Amazing Friends continues. Smurfs continues. Alvin and the Chipmunks continues. And now they've introduced One to Grow On, which are, these, uh, yes. which are these segments in between the episodes where it'd be like, you know, hey, kids. Don't stick a fork in an electric socket. One degree, you know, and, and, and David Hasselhoff goes, that's one to grow on. You know,
1: do 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 <laughs> This is really the only ad that kind of tells a story because the kid who's watching the, the, the cartoon is in every panel. Yes. Like he's 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 hip, hopscotching through the shows, which is you know, kind of a fun concept, really. It is
0: a cute thing because you're supposed to be that kid. Right. So you're supposed right. to be dancing with kid video. You're supposed to be snorkeling underwater with the snorks. You're supposed to be running along with Spider-Man. You're supposed to be uh, lovingly looking at David Hasselhoff on TV. You know, that kind of thing. All right, 1985, NBC. This is going to be our last year we're going to do here. Uh, This is another ad that I very strongly remember. It's – I guess you're supposed to be like in – actually, it says here. Okay is deep within the secret underground headquarters of the National Broadcasting Company that's NBC folks, (laughs) in Burbank USA. An unusual meeting is taking place. One in which will have a direct bearing on you and your friends in the months to come. So you're like in this sort of space age version of a television control station, which, by the way, if you've ever been inside a TV station, they look nothing like this. And there's all these computer banks in the background but in the foreground is like a giant meeting table. It's like the meeting of the JSA in All-Star Comics. (laughs) (laughs) Was it three or whatever? It's just like that. It is. You know, instead of Doctor Midnight, it's Spider Man and Mister T and the Smurfs and the Kid Video Kids and Spider Man's amazing friends and oh, is that is that gummy bears? I think it is. Um, <laughs> Punky Brewster, Alvin and the Chipmunks, and uh, and then in the corner here you've got Papa Smurf talking to people. Anyway, so uh, it, the, the additions here are Punky Brewster and the Gummy Bears, and part of the reason I made us go to a 1985 Rob is so that I could do this gummy bears bouncing here and there and everywhere dude the gummy bear concept for a cartoon is a horrible idea it's a train wreck of an idea why would you make a cartoon based on a candy but for the cartoon was so much better than ever deserved and the theme song was amazing so gummy bears theme song gets my vote Anyway, um, sorry, I get really excited about things. And you get plus one to grow on still. Uh, but this one, again, it's fun because it's, it's it, it sort of tells the story again. And, and in all these people sitting around the JSA table, with the snorks, by the way, they're all saying some things. So it's like Spider uh, uh, Man's going, Careful, Mr. T. We want to surprise the other guys, and you never know who may be reading this comic. So it's as if they're trying to hide it from ABC and CBS who might be reading their, their game plan. Spider Man, listen, Mr. T. The little blue guy's no fool this year. We're cool. Even more than, and then uh, one of the hillbilly Smurf, I guess, goes. This is going to be this Smurfiest year ever. Anyway, it goes around. Every single character is saying something with word balloons. So it's it's very much like a comic book, and uh, but it's kind of fun, like this clandestine meeting. I, I, I Two things. First of all,
1: I do love the the set because yeah. it looks like uh, something from a James Bond movie. Yes. You know, like it's like Blofeld's underground <laughs> lair. Uh, and then there's a joke here that is I just I'm bewildered by. Hey, folks, this is uh, Sassette Ever seen anybody so smurfy? Not since the Bruce Springsteen concert.
0: What? Well, all right, that, well, at the very least, that's the Kid Video folks. So they're going to be talking about music. So the Kid Video folks are the ones that say not since the Bruce Springsteen concert. And then Sass- okay. Sasset, now they did introduce these other – smurfs at some point which i guess is where this is but um i guess they just want a kid video to say something about music i guess is all i can imagine oh all right that's
1: how popular bruce springsteen was and he could
0: 19, just worked into an ad like this yeah. heck yeah, yeah you know, post born in the usa sure. you know who they're talking about who they, so they say sass have you ever seen anyone so Smurfy?" not since the bruce springsteen concert they must be talking about uh, courtney cox right
1: I, it's, why? Why would they? I, I don't know. I'm just I'm okay. lost. Courtney I'm Cox lost. Uh,
0: became well. I know she's in the dancing in the she dark. She became famous from that video. Yeah. She gets pulled out of the crowd at the Bruce Springsteen yes. concert, and she's right. dancing on stage with him. And then from there, she goes on in the same year to do Misfits of Science and all these things. So I'm okay. It's probably not a Misfits of Science Courtney Cox reference. I'm just trying to get us
1: everything. I, 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 I think I think you're I think you're seeing connections you want to see just because you love Misfits of
0: Science. I, I, you are dead on correct, sir. Okay. So anyway, okay. I remember this ad extremely well, being in every. freaking comic book because in 1985 I was all in on like Marvel Comics at this point and remember this all over the place
1: alright fair enough oh and there is a line about where Firestar complains that Iceman is
0: melting all over (laughs) and that probably happens more often than you would think anyway in 1985 in ABC again we've got a TV guide ad and really I only stuck this one in here because I wanted to mention the droids have arrived Uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 have joined the lineup with Scooby-Doo Batman, uh, Bugs Bunny and the Littles and you've also got the Ewoks so uh, – and, and this is talking about the preview show, and the preview show is hosted by Tony Danza and Mary Lou Retton.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Fantastic. And so it talks about Saturday morning sneak peek and a fun fit test. They want the kids to, uh, I guess, get out there and get active, not just watch Saturday morning cartoons and eat candy or eat cereal. So, oh, well. But uh, the, did you watch the droids or Ewoks cartoons at the time?
1: No. I I hit my limit with the, the – because this is – again, this is 85. Star Wars had been kind of over for two years. And I think I gave droids a shot. Yeah. At, but Ewoks, I was like, no. Nah, that's, that's, and I didn't even mind the Ewoks in the movie. But I just was like, yeah, this is too kiddy to p- p- pass. The
0: Ewoks so. cartoon was almost unwatchable. The, uh, the E, 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 E. He walks. I actually sang that song for Ryan on his old Star Wars podcast. But anyway, uh, and the Joyce cartoon was a little more palatable. And in and and every episode, people would watch it and go, OK, so that's not Luke and Han. But I'm going to pretend that guy's Luke and I'm going to pretend that guy's Han. <laughs> it's kind of how that works. So.
1: Random observation. Mary Lou Retton with her headband looks a lot like Vasquez Aliens.
0: You're not wrong. You are not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rock! You know what? Screw I'm going to put these TV Guide ads up there anyway. What the hell? We'll just do all of them. Um, and there then uh, up on the gallery, I mean. And the final ad, 1985, again, we're wrapping up 1985, is CBS. And it, it, it features Hulk, a, a very frighteningly drawn Hulk Hogan. <laughs> uh, kids just want to have fun uh, on Saturdays with Dungeons and Dragons, the CBS Story Break, Charlie Brown and Snoopy, the Berenstein Bears, the Wuzzles, if you remember that, the Young Astronauts, which I have no recollection of, Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. <laughs> and uh, Jim Henson's Muppet Babies and Monsters. They've added Monsters to the, lo- the lineup now. So it starts Saturday, September 14th on CBS. That Hulk Hogan is freaking me out. It's really just like you – know, You know who I think drew that? Uh-huh. I'm looking at the line work. Okay. Do you have any, Who do you think drew that? The, the, uh, okay. If I don't look at the face and I just look at the muscular chest, it looks like Gil Kane. It's, I think it is Gil Kane. Oh my God. I think that, is, I, that, that line work is Gil Kane. So
1: I'm betting this is Gil Kane. Yeah.
0: That is so creepy. Oh, if Gil Kane drew Hulk Hogan, that would just be too freaking much. Oh my gosh. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> so, Rob, what are your takeaways from these ads and from these cartoons?
1: Well, uh, we can clearly see uh, when Ronald Reagan came into office and he relaxed the FCC rules about uh, children's programming blending in with advertising. Oh, okay. Because Fair enough. The, when the vi- when the video games came in, they just stopped even pretending that this was not selling a product. I mean, when you're when you're doing a pitfall cartoon, you're just <laughs> yeah. completely trying to sell a product to kids. Um, obviously, the idea of having the children of Beloved characters show up. That's a that's an evergreen concept yep. that and the that cartoons you know never tire of. The Pink Panther children or Scooby children or the you know whatever. I think
0: I think, uh, I think um, was the first one
1: out of the ads. Godzuki, we looked at. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, you see that there's a lot. You see that there's a handful of shows that were that were lasted forever. Super Friends kept going forever. The Flintstones they kind of kept kept rebranding it, but they kept going with it. So you would see that it was it was almost like a uh, like a soup. And you have your your stock, yeah. you know, where it's like the beef and the vegetables, and that's the stuff you have in the soup always. And then you have all this other stuff that you swap in and out because some of these shows last, you know, like The Littles, they're around for like a year and a half, or like foofer. You know, they're <laughs> super briefly. And then again, you've got you know the the Roadrunner Bugs Bunny hour, which is like runs for fifteen
0: straight yeah. years. Yeah, uh, for me going through this, it just brings back a lot of happy memories, and it really reinforces to me how much filmation. It really put together some of my favorite cartoons. Um, it, just, it again, I mentioned earlier, it's like the qual- it's the seal of quality. If I saw that filmation spinning thing, you know, I knew that this was going to be a great cartoon. And uh, and I guess I I do love sort of the TV movie tie in type stuff, like the Muppet Babies, the Super Friends, the stuff that was connected to other media. I think is some of my favorites. You know, Zorro, all that kind of stuff.
1: Filmation was huge. They really yeah. were. They're gone now, and there I think they're. I don't want to say they're forgotten because people of a certain age like us remember them, but. Uh, yeah, I mean they 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 were. I mean, geez, they did the Aquaman cartoon in the '60s. Yeah, I mean they were they were huge. They were huge. I don't know
0: if anything. Like, I, I guess all of the stuff is reverted to whoever originally owned it because I mean a lot of it was licensed properties. You know, like the Star Trek cartoons are in. You can get them on DVD and Blu-ray and streaming and all that. So the Star Trek cartoons are available. Obviously, I guess it's reverted to Paramount now. Uh, I, I, I assume Lone Ranger or Zorro and because obviously the mm. Batman ones have reverted to Warner Brothers. Uh, so some somehow these licenses must get untangled to some extent. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I mean, there's somebody out there. There's got, There
1: is some intrepid IP guy out there who's like, you know what? We are gonna get. We're gonna make a foofer movie. God damn it. <laughs> And it's going to respect the original mythology.
0: Exactly. Shirt tails will rise again. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're we're just kind of rambling now here because we're just lo- wallowing in our love of these things. I uh, can't help but love this stuff. So I think that's going to do it. But, uh, again, go out to our website. What's that website, Rob?
1: FireAndWaterPodcast.com. Yep, go to
0: Saturday Morning Fever. I will put – what the hell? I'm going to put all 29 of these freaking ads up there. So uh, go out there. Again, I I, I can't claim credit for all of them. So my thanks to everyone that I Lazy Sunday surfed and stole it from their website and didn't remember to give them credit. So I sincerely apologize. Um, But uh, they're super fun. A lot of these ads are going to just – whether it be the cartoons on the ad themselves or the ad itself, you're going to go, "Oh, dude, I remember totally reading, you know, Secret Wars number three, and this ad was in it, you know, or something like that." It brings back a lot of happy memories. So please leave us some comments. Let us know of of these cartoons we rattled off. Which ones are some of your favorites? Which ones would you like us to to cover? Maybe in an upcoming Saturday morning fever, you know, is Foofer. I was going to say, is Foofer. there a built up demand for Foofa? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, you can check us out on Facebook as the Fire and Water Podcast Network. We're also at FW Podcast on Twitter. Rob, of course, has a million Twitter handles. You can just pick any random Twitter handle. There's a good chance it's him. Uh, you can find me out there as well on various ones. You just go out and find us on Fire and Water Podcast, folks. Uh, I think that's going to do it. So until next time, grab yourself a bowl of sugary cereal. Stay around for American Bandstand. <laughs> of thrills too